Hi, I'm James Brooks, and welcome to From the Factory Floor, a conversational podcast about all things startup and tech, brought to you by the folks at startupfactory.tech. And welcome back to another episode of From the Factory Floor. I'm your host, James, and I haven't got anyone else from TSF with me this week. Uh, Nairi's abandoned me, Alexia's abandoned me, Ian's busy, but we don't care about them anyway, because uh, we're very, very lucky to be joined by the newly launched um, founder of Coperceptuo. Hi, Andy. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, James. How are you doing? Not too bad. I'd say it's a long time since we spoke. I mean, we spoke in the office earlier this week, but obviously, podcast-wise, it was uh, December last year when we uh, last had you on talking about hopes, dreams and expectations. Yeah, it was really that start of the journey, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. It... Seems like a long time ago now. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, you know, since then, we've been through the whole ups and downs of startup development and MVPs changing and developing and pivoting so really i want to give today's all for you mate so if you to kind of say what you want so as a bit of a start for time probably for those who uh, maybe haven't listened to the last episode which i'll uh, link below do you want to just give a little bit of an overview of you coperceptuo what what why do you exist um yeah so basically we're we're trying to um, provide a kind of an alternative approach, I suppose, to um, procuring, um, engaging with, delivering, and thinking about um, advisory services. Really, so um, about about kind of eighteen months ago, two years ago, we had the idea of trying to create kind of an if this then that type approach, I suppose, to to consultancy based on evidence, based on data. Um, and we've been working in that way, I suppose, through our sister company, CoStratify, the IT consultancy, for the last uh, probably, yeah, two, three years. And, and um, this is the kind of natural progression, I suppose, CoPceptio in, in, in that data analysis, data modeling, um, capability assessing, consumer feedback assessments, and, and those that sort of functionality within the application that brings together a set of knowledge i suppose a set of evidence that we can then mine for insights uh and create actionable initiatives on the back of those that improves an organization and, and gets them where to where they want to be from it from a digital and a tech perspective yeah i mean it's you know when we think back to december when we first well, before then when we actually started scoping this out and it really surprised me, with, especially when it comes to consulting, how much time, I know when we initially spoke about the brief, um, a lot of focus was on how long it takes consultants just to gather the information that they were. And so was it about a third, I think you remember telling us? Yeah, absolutely. So I think between 30 and 40% of our time on engagement is is chasing for information, um, analyzing information, so analyzing say documents and policies, and um, you know different sets of information that we that we get through. Um, and actually, there's, there's a better way of doing that. You know, it's it's about being more structured, I think, and and giving that client the understanding of of what they could provide in terms mm-hmm. of data, um, and then what insights they could get from that data. Um, that then, as I said before, drives that kind of actual insight, but. Yeah, it's, 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 I guess you think about a consultant and what they do, 
really they come armed with an understanding of what data and, and knowledge needs to be collected to mm. um, give a customer that advice on uh, where they could take their, their digital um, services, their IT services, um, and how they can impact their organization through the technologies that they implement, purchase, um, you know, and invest in basically. So um, that's what we've done through the application. You know, we've, we've, we're guiding ultimately, I suppose, people through what data they should be collecting, what information they should be getting about their IT service, about their organization um, to drive out those insights, those nuggets of insights, I suppose, that helps them get to those goals, those corporate goals or those objectives mm -hmm. that are um, upon them, I suppose, in the in their service, in their department. Yeah, because I remember it was, like I said, that was the real focus and the real thing that stuck out to me, that if organisations can say whether it's saving a third or a quarter of the time that they're spending, that's either getting way more insight for the book or they're actually reducing the cost they need to do this. So when you first, you know, when we first started talking about this, what was the real moment for you where it clicked as to exactly how much value you were going to be able to give to your I say potential customers, anyone who signs up to the to Coperceptuo now? Well, I think we've been doing it really. We've been doing it in various guises before embarking, I think, on this journey with TSF and the and, and building this application. We've been doing it in um we had a couple of goes at it through things like Power BI and and um things like the Power Platform uh, previously. So we knew that it worked. We knew that clients we could engage with clients in this way in getting this data, and we knew that we could get um, insights out of the data that we're collecting through the relationship between that data and and that 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 information, um, and the questions that we asked, we knew that we could ask those questions in a kind of a form based way, I suppose, that then drove out that that kind of understanding of the capability of that IT service that, together with capacity and all the rest rest of the information that we collect, we can start to then as I say, drive out those insights. So we kind of already had a view, I suppose, of what that value was. Um, before we came into this um but i think you know now now we've seen the platform developed now we've seen actually the um that goal driven approach which we didn't have before in that power platform that is i think where the the real kind of success i think could come from in in this in this platform and um and could really make a difference to organizations in terms of how they use it, why they use it, when they use it, um, and those various different use cases. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I think it's that that goal driven piece I can see as being the real the real nugget of functionality, I think, in Copeceptual that will that differentiates us, I think, from other other um, applications and products that are in the market. No, because I think that that was something that we definitely identified. I think it was even after the so see how we work and how we phase our projects. When you manage to go out and do the testing, which I think we'll probably come on to, because you guys did a lot of testing and the focus put on that is something which really impressed, I think, me and the team. But how, through the process, did you think in change? Because obviously goals were something that came in a little bit later. I know a lot of the insights that we started looking at and how what some of the features that we added later on in the project how did they these come about in where where they weren't there in the initial thinking? Um, 
I think the insights were we had a again we had a, a strong view of what those insights should be. I, I suppose from uh, you know prior to us engaging because of the Power BI work that we'd that we'd done and and because of that kind of um, I suppose data analysis approach that we'd taken um, previously. Um, I think. I think bringing that together as 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 part of those goals, I think that was something I think we talked about. It wasn't necessarily something we I think that came through as part of the the learning. I think that was something that you know Eric came up with very early on in in the engagements that we had with you guys when we were scoping this out and developing the idea for this. Um, that really it kind of when when me and Andy came away from that first session, it was probably September October. It was probably a similar time to this last year. Um, me and Andrew were really excited because it was like it was like fitting the piece of the jigsaw into that knowledge base, I suppose, and being able to understand actually what piece of the jigsaw we're missing um, mm. that drove a particular insight. Because that's one of the things with a consultant is you ask for all this information and then you're picking through the pieces, I suppose, and trying to get that that nugget of information out that then you can you can bring into the analysis and the assessments and the um, the business case, I suppose, of, of, of what you're trying to do. Um, but actually turning that process of our from our consulting process into something that is an application, ultimately, that has been the key, I think, that goal-driven, that kind of jigsaw kind of what are the missing pieces of data that we need to then build that insight and get that output. That, that has been absolutely... Um, you know that has been absolutely gold dust. I think in terms of this uh, developed uh, application, um, I think what did change through the through that process though of testing it and um, and talking to those um, user groups and people who we were were asking to test it was we were shocked by how much interest there was actually from third parties. So I remember going to Manchester DTX event, I think it was, DTX Europe event, and we spoke to a, a various different people on different stands and we talked about co-perception. At that point, we're just trying to get an idea, I suppose, of product market fit. Where does it fit in the in the sectors that they were in? So like security, cyber security, cloud migration, cloud transformation, etc. cetera. Um, and we were shocked by how interested, I suppose, those smaller... Uh, MSP consultancy type organizations were in this, which gave us that idea of splitting out the from content from features where features are basically enabling us to get data into the platform and assess that, that for knowledge and for insight mm-hmm. um, against actually how we structure the outputs and the, and the, the knowledge in terms of insights and charts and, um, in terms of the goals and the and the objectives and the key results and the measures and, and and the way we help customers navigate through the platform, that really shocked us. And I think that's what's then perhaps um, we're starting to position ourselves now as being able to provide custom content and provide custom questions, custom surveys on the platform that potentially opens this up for a marketplace in the future of of other providers. No, I think that it's a really, really exciting thing where you can go. And I know we started putting some of the groundwork in. And again, you and Andy worked tirelessly to uh, actually test it and get that feedback and be able to get to that extent. So 
how did you actually find that going back to what we said before like the testing process is such an is such an interesting quite difficult thing to do at times because you know we very much focus yeah. on getting out of the building and a lot of people a lot of startups aren't almost used to that level of not necessarily scrutiny but actually having to go yeah i need to try and get this in front of people when it's not fully functional it's you know how we work the core journey's there how did you find that and actually going to talk to people about sort of your product it was live it was real but it wasn't quite it was only halfway through the development process yeah i think i think we both found it a little bit difficult um i think we both found it a little bit difficult i suppose initially as to how much we say and how much we talk to people about it certainly before that POC was built, um, you know, it was kind of, are people going to steal our ideas? Uh, you know, you kind of like, you're thinking, um, should we be saying what we're saying? And, and it really, I wish we'd done that earlier. I wish we'd socialized it a lot earlier and a bit braver about, I suppose, some of that, not even bravery, I suppose it's I just wish we'd kind of socialized the idea and the concept a lot earlier, but I think then bringing on, um, the user groups as we did with the, the the customers that we had previous relationships with or formed new relationships with um, through other initiatives that we were working on at, at the time, um, they were absolutely invaluable in testing that product market fit and understanding actually what features they would like to see. And it was more about understanding how they could use it and the use cases, to be honest, with those partners. Mm-hmm. What we did, though, was we then pushed it out to about 20 or 30 people that we knew that could then test the application from a usability perspective um, and just kind of nail all those bugs and all those kind of that that workflow and that process, really. So we perhaps didn't concentrate as much with our, I suppose, client base, user group base from that perspective. It was... Mm. Uh, much more about yeah understanding that product market fit and, and how they would use it what would it take for them to buy it what would they take I think the sector would take to buy it um, and we're still doing a little bit, a bit of that to be honest as we develop the roadmap going forward mm. but yeah both of those kind of separate um, um, you know separate kind of testing scenarios were, were really helpful for us. Mm. Was there anything that really surprised you that came out of the testing phase and the feedback that you got? Because um, I seem to remember that you got some very positive feedback. Oh, we did. Yeah, no, we did. And I think to date, you know, we've... The, 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 it's been very, very positive in terms of the feedback that we've had from, from multiple clients, and not just kind of those that are involved in user groups, but those that... Um, of them, we've been then subsequently talking to either from a sales perspective or from a from a partnering perspective. Um, no one's come to us and said, "Oh, I don't get this. I don't understand this. I don't understand what you do. I don't understand how this could help." Um, which has been really, really positive. Um, so yeah, no, it's that that whole side of thing. I get, and I guess that's, I guess what you're hinting at is, you know, we were a bit scared, I suppose, when we were kind of opening ourselves up to to, to customers and that feedback for them to go. No, I don't like this. I don't get it. I don't understand this. I, I don't get the use case. I can't. I can't see how you'd use this because obviously you've put, you know, heart and soul into this last, you know, two years before starting this journey. I suppose with yeah. you guys and and to get that, it would it would be, um, 
yeah, a bit disheartening. But we, fortunately, we never got that. And, and to be fair, we'd done a lot of that, you know, asking those questions before we started with, with TSF, obviously. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It's a good kind of set of feedback, good set of engagement we had with customers around this to, to get us to where we are today. Yeah, definitely. No, I think it's something that I know a lot of founders are sometimes surprised that they're only halfway through and they get that positive feedback. So a lot of times people are thinking, this is only halfway, people are going to hate it, I don't want to sell it. And actually, get out there, people are quite receptive. And it's always nice when I've sort of seen the feedback that you guys got and being on some of those calls with you, and how positive people were and people very quickly saw the value you could add to them. So... Obviously, with all that being the case, you've now the product's now live. We, you know, it's launched. Yeah. There's obviously yeah. still work ongoing that will make the, the platform even better than it is now. And during the process, what would you say is the the thing you've learned the most from this? Especially, you know, think about your own journey from, you know, from literally talking to us, scoping it through to what you've got now and what's going to come in the future. What was the thing that you'd if you could go back and tell yourself something, that yeah, yeah, I think get get feedback as early as possible. So get get feedback even even without a product. Don't be scared of going and talking to people and getting feedback as early as possible. That that is definitely a um, definitely a learning from this. Start warming up those user groups as early as you can. I think you you tried to drill that home to us as you know, but <laughs> perhaps we, we listened we listened a little bit and and perhaps we listened a bit more. I think to you around that. Um, but yeah, don't be scared of people, others stealing your idea and, and, and talking about socializing your idea and in, in, in level of detail because genuinely people don't care as much as you think they do, um, you know, in your products. I think the other thing as well that we learned was um, be really clear as well on where developers could potentially, uh, where we could get the most, I suppose, from that development um, uh, capability. So in our instance, there was, we got through some of the uh, the projects and I think there was a realization that it was impossible for developers to take on 20 years of consultancy experience, build the charts and build, you know, all of the kind of insights and all this sort of stuff. It was just not, that was just not going to really happen. So I think there was a realism that came in, you know, halfway through this where we said, right, okay, well, let's us pick up some of that. Let's us pick up that kind of analysis but what tsf did was they created a platform for us to build on and um albeit it's it's scripting and we're, and we're working in terms of um industrializing that and uh, making that much more self-serve in terms of creating new custom charts and content but um again i wish i wish we'd kind of realized that perhaps a little bit earlier and and done that kind of responsibility accountability split um and we could have, we could have probably, um, you know, we took a lot of pressure actually off off the developers that, you know, that were working on this. Um, so yeah, it, I think that they were kind of two major things for us. It was kind of looking at, yeah, don't be scared of of kind of socialising this early, but actually look at what you can do to take the pressure off the developers and and support and create create parts of the application maybe yourselves if if that's something that is that is relevant to, to what you're trying to do, certainly relevant for, for us and the platform we've built. No, the work that you, Andy, Arjun put in, especially you know, to create the charts and really put your steer on to what you want to do while 
developers did what they did best and you know implemented the data model to then allow you to input the data and put your experience and your expertise in that and you know I work I know how hard you worked in actually putting those together so I don't think you should uh, give uh, everyone else all the credit but no it wasn't I mean the whole project was I think as smooth as a startup can be you know it had ups and downs where you're trying to get you know different bits across but the actual output and the process I think it's something that the whole team enjoyed. I think it's something that was, I'd like to think was useful for you guys as well. Absolutely. And, you know, I think a huge part of that is obviously you and Andy and the sort of thought process you put into this to actually get the thinking and translate that into something the team could build. So, obviously, I want to give you five minutes now. You're live. People can come. They can uh, obviously see what you're doing. If it's something you can help, what's what what sort of people uh, should get in touch with you and if they want to uh, potentially use Co-Perceptual or find out more? Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, first thing is to say thank you, CSF, and, and all the all the help and, and guidance over the last kind of nine months. It's been brilliant, and we've really enjoyed the journey as well, by the way. So, yeah, we, we were... Um, we we're uh, yeah glad to kind of be we're still involved with you guys you know it's obviously we're yep. still going into the office and we're still working on on still drinking uh, the coffee still supporting us <laughs> yeah absolutely we're still loving the coffee so uh, yeah absolutely so we're so we're still still coming and what have you so yeah so thank you for all that and 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 obviously brilliant to be still working with you guys but um, in terms of the platforms yes absolutely it's live live um, a couple of weeks ago now um, really I think we're looking for clients who are um of a size and complexity that have a similar size and complexity i suppose of their it estates where you know they want to understand um the capability of the it services the complexity of the assets and and the uh, infrastructure maybe that's there the applications that are there and how they all intertwine and then how they provide value for the wider organization that complexity, I think, is key for where Core Perception Web can help, and it cuts through all of that complexity. It gives you that collaborative platform on which you can go and find that knowledge and get that understanding, I suppose, of those dependencies of uh, between the, the technologies, the applications, and how the organization uses those in, in a different way to engage in a consultancy. So um, I think we're looking for organizations that want to try a different approach to advisory services. I think we're looking for... Um, organizations who perhaps want a more valuable more cross-skilled approach to that those advisory services and looking for a service where a product where um you know a consultant doesn't just walk away with the knowledge at the end of an engagement actually it's left there and and customers can continue to up that update that data and get value from that that knowledge and that information um and you know we are um working with already the likes of uh, from our user groups, NHS, housing, um, charities. Um, we've also we also know that the um, legal services sector uh, could massively benefit from this, and we've had conversations in the past about this with that sector. Um, but really, it cuts through any sector. It's really that size, shape, complexity. I think that um, Co-Perceptual can help with. So yeah, no. If you if you're interested, if you're interested in getting involved interested in getting feedback interested giving us feedback sorry on the use of it interested in using it and um you know adopting it as a as your kind of knowledge base and your um as a different approach to advisory services yeah contact me contact me at contacts at com, 
um, and we'd love to have a conversation with you, absolutely. She's got the website, obviously LinkedIn as well. So I can anyone who thinks that they might get any benefit from this, and as you've kind of alluded to in this, in uh, the highest of levels, this can really help a lot of people. And if you think that you potentially might one of those people, I can wholeheartedly say get in touch with Andy. He's a friendly bloke. And, you know, if they can help and if co-perception is the right fit, I think it would be a great benefit for a lot of businesses. Thanks, James. Yeah, much appreciated. Right. Much appreciated. Well, as ever, Andy, it's an absolute pleasure. Hopefully we won't leave it nine months to get you back on in, on here and <laughs> uh, hear a little bit more about your journey after, after uh, MVP and what's next. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, can't wait. Thank you very much, Andy. An absolute pleasure. Take care. Thanks, James. And thank you for everyone for listening catch on the next one i think that just about wrapped things up here if you have any thoughts or questions on anything we've said today get in touch whether that be through our twitter at real tsf or email at hello at startupfactory.tech or feel free to drop in for a coffee and a chat as ever thanks for listening